welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. The Trump administration is trying something new in its quest to crack down on illegal immigration. A new fast-track deportation process will bypass immigration judges and remove immigrants in as quickly as a day. This, of course, will lead to a new court battle as the ACLU and immigration groups are promising to challenge it in court. Joining me is David Beer, immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. So, David, basically, if a person anywhere in the U.S. can't immediately prove that they've been in the country continuously for at least two years or have legal standing, can they be deported without going to a judge? How does this work in practice? Well, in practice, it's really up to the administration to decide how it works out. Right now, expedited removal, as this process is known, is really used just at airports, seaports, land ports, and to some extent in the 100-mile zone along the southwest border of the United States where people are arrested crossing the border and then quickly sent back to their home countries. So it's totally unprecedented for it to be used for people stopped in the interior. And so Yes, it it really is the case that we're in uncharted territory where an immigration agent can make an arrest and then very quickly um, send someone packing if they don't have that proof uh, of two years residence in the United States legally. So according to the Pew Research Center, the typical undocumented immigrant has lived in the U.S. for 15 years. But can they all prove that? And could some U.S. citizens also get swept up accidentally in this expedited process? Well, absolutely. It would be difficult, in fact, for many people to prove two years residence when you've just been arrested. I mean, that's the whole issue more than anything else is if you get picked up by the police or by an ICE agent and you just have whatever's in your pockets, that may not be enough to prove two years of uh, continuous residence in the United States. And um, again, we don't know how people will use their discretion, but we know the Trump administration's agenda is increasing deportations as much as possible. And so naturally, if people can't prove that they meet this requirement, then they Uh, will be removed. And we know of many U.S. citizens who have been detained and who have then proven their U.S. citizenship only after a court hearing, only when they go to an immigration judge and say, wait a minute, you need to stop this removal effort because I'm a U.S. citizen and here's the proof. Um, Whereas if it had just been up to Immigration and Customs Enforcement, they would have been deported already. So immigration groups and the ACLU, they've already said they're going to sue in court. What arguments might they use in challenges to this expedited rule? You know, it's going to be difficult. Um, You know, the statute is quite clear that uh, the administration does have the ability to expand expedited removal. 
So I think the challenges are really going to come down to how is this being implemented? Is there enough due process in the expedited procedure that the administration is trying to use here to protect people from wrongful deportation, to provide them the opportunity to prove two-year residence? And from the regulation and from the details that are known right now, we don't know the answer to that question. We don't really see, you know, the standards and protections that you need to prevent this type of thing from happening. And that's where you're going to see challenges being made. So there have been expedited deportations since President Clinton signed a law in 1996. Have there been a lot of challenges to that and have they worked? Well, no, there have. I mean, yes, there were challenges. No, they have not worked. Um, and But if you look at it from basically the first decade after that law was enacted, it was only used at ports of entry. So, you know, it wasn't used at all along the southwest border, people crossing illegally. Um, you know, there was no 100-mile zone where people could be picked up. Um, after 2006, it was used along that border zone. Um, again, it's been approved repeatedly by um, courts, you know, as long as, you know, there was sufficient process to protect um, people who may have valid claims, the courts have signed off on it. So that is why it's going to be a uphill battle. Um, this is uncharted territory. It's, it's a new application of it. Um, but, you know, both the, the case law on this and the statute itself are not helpful um, to a challenge to this policy. And the Department of Homeland Security says the volume of illegal entries and the risks to national security and public safety warrant this, and that expedited removal will relieve pressure on detention centers and the courts. Does that sound like a winning response in the lawsuits? You know, this is the type of thing that the administration has said about every effort that it's made to um, increase removal efforts or increase enforcement. Um, I don't think it's really going to come down to the policy considerations. It's going to be a question of the law um, and, you know, whether there are enough protections in there for uh, legal residents and, and U.S. citizens. And, um, you know, until it's implemented, we won't know the answer to that. So there's a little bit of hiding the ball involved in, in rolling out this policy. And just briefly, will this go right into effect or will there be, will a court case likely stop it from even going into effect with a, an injunction? Well, theoretically, it's already supposed to be going into effect. Um, you know, there's not a comment period. We're not usually... Um, that we're used to with these regulatory changes. They're saying this is an emergency, so we don't need to go through the normal uh, notice and, and public comment uh, period for regulations. Um, you know, whether that is a procedural ground for preventing it from taking effect, um, you know, we'll see what the, the, the courts ultimately say about that. But we know that this emergency procedure has been used on immigration in the past, including for expedited removal expansion. So it's, again, unclear whether that regulatory challenge would be sufficient to prevent it from 
um, you know, continuing to be in effect. All right. Thanks so much, David. As always, that's David Beer, Immigration Policy Analyst at the Cato Institute. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.